when a client's about to ghost, it's not because they're grounded in what's going on emotionally and they're fully aware of what's triggering them. No, they're in their head, they're creating stories and they're freaking out a little bit. And they're just trying to like run away from facing that usually. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. So does anybody have a question that you'd like to kick us off with? Possibly someone who is familiar with me and isn't afraid to talk to me first. Okay, Mac, let's do it. Hello. Hey, hi. Hi. So good to see you. How have you been? I'm in sunny California, so I'm soaking it up. Life is good. Oh, Christina's too. Amazing. Nice. I get a a lot of women from California, actually. It's funny. I love that. Okay. We haven't chatted for a bit. It's been, I mean, I guess it's been about a month since yeah. our last workshop. How are yeah. things going? Good. In that time, I got two new clients. Um, yeah. Great. Um, one of them is the kind of the kind of babe that I love to work with. She's getting her black belt in karate. She's an athlete. Like Amazing. She's got, she's got the mindset work done. Spent 10 years doing this. Like smooth sailing, awesome. probably. Right. Mm-hmm. The other one is the opposite of that. Um, her name is Sophie, and she's the one I emailed you about where she's like hiding me from her husband, like hiding yes. the expense of coaching. Okay. And so we're like, I don't know how our coaching calls are going to work. She might go for a walk or something. But one thing I'm a little concerned about with her, other than that, is she said up front that she has a tendency to ghost. Okay. And that's super stressful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cause you're kind of walking on eggshells now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you good? Are you pulling away? Like, where are we at? Okay. Totally. She hasn't started yet. She starts next week. So nothing has happened. Everything's fine so far. I'm just getting ahead of myself, I think. And I don't have like a question around it, but maybe should she start to do that? What's something I can do to bring her mm-hmm. back? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this question. I have some good advice on it. So it's great that you haven't started with her yet because we can pre-frame um, right from the very beginning. So it's wonderful that you already pulled out her ghosting tendency whenever, and this is for everyone in the room. When you start with a new client, just to preface my advice, you always want to find out how they typically respond when things aren't going the way that they want. Okay. That way we can get ahead of it. So in your case, Mac, um, because she tends to ghost, what I would do is just come to her and say, the next time you feel friction in, in your journey, the next time you feel unhappy with the results that you're getting and you feel yourself pulling away, how are you gonna know that that's happening? First, we want her to be able to identify that she's falling into her pattern before she can let you know she's falling into her pattern, right? So how are you going to know? How are you going to know you're about to pull away? How are you going to know you're about to ghost me because things are getting uncomfortable and you're not meeting your expectations or your perceived, your interpretation of what my expectations are? Let's see what she says, okay? 
And then from there, when that happens, how do you feel about sending me the alarm emoji, letting me know that this is where you're at? This is my favorite strategy to use with this type of client, because if you set up ahead of time that when she's in this place where she's probably not really going to be able to verbalize, she isn't really going to know why she's about to go. So at least at this stage, right? She hasn't developed that level of awareness yet, or even that language with you around what's going on. Sending an emoji that you've predetermined is your sign that she's in this like resistance space is easy for her to access and not too demanding emotionally, but then also invites you in, in a very non-confrontational way. So instead of her coming at you with like her frustrations, her emotions, and not really being able to make sense of it. Now she can come to you with a signal that she's in a place of struggle. And it's not that you necessarily have to do anything about it, but really just inviting in the conversation around, okay, I see you in this. First, thank you for reaching out. Are you in a place right now where you feel like you want to talk about what's going on or do you just want to be seen in it? So giving her the option, because the other thing that ghosting clients do is they ghost because they don't necessarily want to be fixed in that moment, right? Like why do ghosting clients ghost? Probably usually because they're in the middle of a binge and they don't want you to stop it or they don't want to talk about it or they're going through something that they can't even verbalize yet, right? So we want to always give them the option. Like I'm here to hold space around this. I'm here to see you in it. Thank you so much. Thank you for not pulling away. Thank you for honoring our conversation and my role as your coach and letting me see you in this. Do you want to talk about it now? Or would you rather me just witness this in you and circle back around next week when we have our call booked? Yeah, that's great because she already has, she's already guarded about getting asked questions. It's a lot of like, I don't know, I, mm-hmm. having a hard time verbalizing that is already a thing she deals with. So I like that question. Yeah. Um, when you ask that and they're like, I do want to talk about that. I definitely don't want to coach via text. And when no. have, am I, am I just adding coaching calls into the week now? Or am I like, I mean, not yet. I think what you could do through text is just offer her reflective questions back for her to pay more attention to what's happening in her environment, what's happening in her body and get her out of her head. Right. Because when a client's about to ghost, it's not because they're grounded in what's going on emotionally and they're fully aware of what's triggering them. No, they're in their head. They're creating stories and they're freaking out a little bit. And they're just trying to like run away from facing that usually. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's get her out of her head as quickly as we possibly can. And to do that, I may reflect back to her. Okay. Wonderful. Can you describe your environment for me right now? Where are you? What's around you immediately? Like five foot radius, 10 foot radius. Who is around you? What happened five minutes ago? What happened an hour ago? Right. Cause her tendency to ghost was triggered from something. Something usually that you, as you now know, happened in her environment and she created the story about it. And now 
she is pulling away. So does she weigh in that morning and things, her scale weight wasn't what she wanted to be? Did she binge on the weekend? And now this is just like all coming to um, its pinnacle in her mind and she's freaking out a little bit. Is she anticipating something that's coming up in the days to come that she's getting nervous about or has decided I'm just gonna binge and I'm not gonna tell Mac about it. Okay, so what's going on in her environment or in her life right now? Are there any big events coming up? Did anything big just happen in the last couple of days? Just explore it. You'll, you'll, there'll be something. You'll be like, oh, that's it. Okay, it'll, it'll come out. It always does. And then from there, get her into her body. Because she doesn't necessarily understand how to verbalize emotion or what's going on physically, what I would suggest you do is start in the extremities. Ask her to close her eyes and find her hands and her feet. Can she feel them? Can she feel her hands? Can she feel her feet? Let's ground her in that. And then let's start work her way into the core because where does anxiety, frustration, confusion, fear live? Throat, chest, solar plexus, somewhere in this channel, right? So we wanna get her in there so she can witness it and normalize it instead of running away from that signal that something's wrong. Something's not wrong. She's just having a conditioned reaction. So start in the extremities. Can you feel your hands? Can you feel your feet? Okay, what about your arms? Go up your arms. What about into your chest? What do you feel in your chest? So just walk her in and ask her to reflect back. What do you feel? There's no right or wrong. Do you feel tingly? Do you feel tightness? Maybe give her a couple prompting words. This can all happen through text. And it's just getting her out of, again, her head and into what's going on environmentally and what's going on physically. We're essentially creating a pause from the conditioned reaction. So instead of her getting in her head, shutting off and running away, she's now engaged in the conversation with you about it. And then you can leave her with homework in the coming days as these thoughts resurface, because they will. This pattern doesn't just go away because we do this once, the pattern is there. When you have these thoughts come up again, can you find your hands and your feet? Can you close your eyes and move up your arms and your legs until you get to the source of that anxiety, frustration, confusion, anger, whatever it is that she's identified with you? Can you let yourself feel that? Can that be in the room with you for a little bit without judging it, just looking at it? And then when you get her on the call next week, now we can pick it apart in real coaching time, right? But this will kind of just delay or... I don't want to say delay, create awareness around what's happening so that when you get her on the call, she has some words, she has some language, she has some lived experience. She knows what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Would I, you know, have you ever, you know, invited them to do a little journaling about it after that? Maybe. Yeah, I think I love how you said journaling. Um, Yes. So I love journals as a tool. I think a lot of people <laughs> have a bad relationship with journaling because they've been taught that simply writing down what's going on is going to fix it. And it never does. And so because it's never worked in the past, they've created this idea that it's never going to work in the future. So I think if you ask them to journal, 
a strategy that I like is set a timer for five minutes and dump whatever came up for you. Whether that's you draw it, you draw a picture, you, you write one word over and over and over again, because that's all you're thinking and feeling. You describe what you're feeling. You, <laughs> you dump out like what you want someone to know who maybe triggered you. Like whatever that is, it's five minutes. If the page is blank at the end, the page is blank at the end and that's fine. But putting constraints around it and an intention to it can make that practice more potent especially in a moment like this, where when someone's getting triggered, they're not reaching for their journal. We have to get them out of their head first in order for that to even feel like a, um, a tool that's possible, accessible, helpful in any capacity. So I think the journal prompt could be a good cap off to getting her to actually witness what's going on around her and in her. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess sense. having it in text form is a form of writing it out anyway. If she's writing, yeah. so it's documented. We can go back to it. Totally, I think journaling can be very therapeutic, and just fit the prompt to the client. Journaling as a global tool is not used properly. We need to use it in a way that actually gives them something. Otherwise it's a useless check the box task. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what are you trying to get out of her? Maybe it's just an additional form of expression around what that experience was. And if she's a visual learner, can be very helpful to actually see her own words on paper to make sense of what's going on. So actually this may be great for her because she struggles to verbalize. She may not be able to connect like what she's feeling to what she has to say, but if she can just dump what she's thinking on a page, look at it and then make sense of it, that may be actually quite a good approach with her. Yeah. And the act of writing is the mental plus the physical, right? It's bridging. Right. The gap it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So I say, play with it, try it and see what happens and how she responds. Yeah. Solid. I'm yeah. Ready. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel better about this client now? Yeah, a little less, okay. a little less stressed out. <laughs> totally. Even though it's totally. a story, like it hasn't even happened. And it's like, okay, don't stress out about something that hasn't happened, but also being prepared is nice. Right. And you know what, Mac? Like, and if it does happen, so what? What does that mean? What does that mean about you? Nothing. What does that mean about her? Nothing. It's her pattern. Yeah. If it does happen, I have a video. I mean, okay, y'all, do you guys follow me on Instagram? Did you see that I got hacked? <laughs> I did not get that message. Oh, thank God. I've been dying. I cannot. Okay. It's been almost two weeks and they're full on pulling up old videos of me and posting them as me and Instagram support has still not gotten back to me. So it's been like, anyways, I may be rallying the troops soon to try and get that account shut down. But I say this because there's a video on my Instagram about like the five things to go do if a client ghosts you. Um, you'll just have to scroll a little bit, but it's a really good one. And it'll definitely prompt you through the steps to take if that does happen. Okay. Sweet. I hope that that conversation really shifted something for you and that I opened your eyes to how powerful the pre-frame conversation can be in getting ahead of a lot of these turbulent situations, specifically when clients desire to pull away from us or ghost us. 
Next, I'm going to pull in an old episode from Expand, episode 24, where I talk about three steps that you can take with a client who is in the process of ghosting you. So if the pre-frame didn't work and a client falls into this ghosting pattern, these are some ideas that you can use to very gently guide them back into conversation with you, um, revive the com- revive the relationship, and get them moving forward again in a very safe, nurturing, and compassionate way. I hope you love it. It's not uncommon for clients to just ghost us, right? We we experience this a lot as coaches, and it's really frustrating, especially when. We put a lot of energy into texting them to reach out and and support them or replying to their emails with really lengthy, descriptive advice, right? Or putting together these dreamy plans and then when they just don't reply, when we ask them important questions and they they just ignore us, it can often create a cascade of negative thoughts in ourselves. It can cause us to doubt ourselves. It can cause us to feel like, what am I doing wrong? Do they not trust me? Do they not like what I said? Did I upset them? Did I say something wrong? Right? And it can cause us to shift into this this really icky place of helicopter momming them, right? Texting them more, almost like suffocating them, or feeling really needy or desperate with them. Like, I need you to reply because I need to know that you're not just gonna quit. Right? I need you to reply because I need you to I need to know that I'm doing a good job versus understanding that when our clients don't reply, it actually has very little to do with us at all. It has everything to do with them. And we need to understand why that is, what's going on for them. Here it is. When our clients don't reply to us, usually they've made a misstep, they've done something or eaten something that they know they probably shouldn't have, and there's a level of shame or embarrassment or fear around coming back to us and admitting that, or even saying it out loud. That can be really painful, right? It can be really painful for clients to have to admit setback. And a lot of the time they would rather just not message us because then they don't have to look at it. The other big reason why clients usually aren't replying to us is because they feel like they're letting us down, which is counterintuitive because we don't feel that way at all. We want them to reply to us even if they're struggling, when they're struggling most often so that we can be there to support them. But we have to understand that our clients don't see see things the same way that we do. We need to know that our clients, a lot of the time, will more likely quit because they feel like they're letting us down than because they feel like they're letting themselves down. A lot of people are much more concerned with with what other people are thinking about them versus what they think about themselves. Knowing this is powerful. Okay, knowing this is powerful. And what I wanna give you today is my three-step process to help reconnect to these clients who have pulled away from us so that they feel safe to come forward and talk about where they slipped up, so that they feel safe to look inwards instead of needing to prove that they are enough to be our client or they're doing enough to be worthy of our help, okay? And so that we have the opportunity to guide them where they really wanna go. So here it is. When you first recognize that your clients are resisting you, okay, when you first recognize your clients are resisting you, by the way, every client is gonna resist you in a little bit of a different way, so it's important you understand what their pattern is, 
you know you can discover this in your consultation simply by asking in the past when you struggled how did you respond to that struggle right what happened with your coach or or what did you do because you struggled and if they they're like oh i just stopped replying to my coach because i was so embarrassed or oh i just i went and binged for seven days and then i got back on track or whatever whatever they say make a mental note of that because that's probably going to happen at some point along the journey with you as well Okay, so recognize their resistance, and in your first message to them, you're gonna film a video. Video is really powerful. It gives you this added level of connection when they can see you and they can hear the tonality in your voice. It, it does something different than just a text message or an email could, okay? So video is my preferred method. If you don't know how to use video yet, um, I like to use Loom. Okay, that's my preferred one. Loom is great because you can see when they view it. Vidyard is also a free one. Same thing as Loom. And then Video Ask is a fun one. You can actually add buttons for them to reply to you. So that's really great as well. Um, so one of those three would be my preference. But in this video, essentially what you're going to do is bring their resistance to the surface. You're going to let them know that you see them, okay? It's really important that you do this. Most coaches will just sort of push it under the rug and say, reply to me so we can get you back on track, but not you. What you're going to say is something along the lines of, hey, Becky, Laura here. You know in the past when you would struggle with what you were supposed to be doing for the week or you made some food choices that didn't feel super good for you or you, know, you didn't do things in the way that you expected to do them or progress wasn't really happening the way that you wanted it to, and you told me that you really kind of pulled away from your coach, or you sort of disappeared off the face of the earth for a week or so and just kind of ate whatever you wanted. Um, because I haven't heard from you for a few days, I'm, I'm worried that this is what's happening, you know? So I just wanted you to know that if this is the case, that it's safe to come to me and to explore this with me. And that in fact, if we're able to do this, perhaps next time you struggle or you, you, your expectations aren't met or whatever the case may be for you, you won't fall into this pattern again. So I just want you to know that I see you and I'm here for you and I'm, I'm excited to chat with you more whenever you feel ready to reach out. Boom, easy. You're calling their resistance to the surface. You're letting them know that you see their pattern. You know what's happening even though they haven't, they haven't told you that what's happening, right? Which can feel really great for a client to go, oh my God, she knows me, she sees me, she gets it, right? They're much more willing to reply to you when they feel seen by you, okay? So that's message number one on the day that you recognize them falling into this pattern, okay? Message number two goes on the very next day. Now we're gonna take a step down from video. We're gonna go to audio. So an audio clip next, we don't wanna send two videos in a row. That feels a little pushy right a little needy Let's take a tap take a step down record an audio note for them instead the purpose of the audio is to make them feel cared for by you and to alleviate their shame their anxiety their fear their frustration okay to call that out and normalize it so essentially it's going to sound something like this um it'll be like Hey Becky, Laura here. You know, I didn't hear back from yesterday's video clip. I hope it got to you okay. If you watched it and, and you just weren't really sure what to say, that's no biggie. I know sometimes we need time to process, um, but I just wanted you to know that I really care about you and that I'm here for you whenever you're ready. You know, I, I know that when we struggle, there can sometimes be a lot of frustration there. There can be a lot of fear of restarting or admitting 
failure or admitting struggle, you know, and I think shame and guilt are often underpinning a lot of the, the choices we make that don't feel super empowering for us to be making. So I just want you to know that that's all a very normal part of this process. In fact, if, if you're willing to, to reach out to me and let me know what's going on and how you're feeling about the choices you made or where you're at, we'll have a much better chance of helping you understand your emotions better so that the next time we slip up or things don't go according to plan, we can navigate through that a little bit more seamlessly. So just let me know whenever you're ready to, to navigate this together and I'll be here for you. Talk soon, right? Now they, you, they know that you understand how they're feeling right? You've, you've told them, I get you. I know what you're going through. And also I understand exactly how you're feeling. And oh, by the way, I have a plan for us. Okay. And then on the third day, you're just going to send them a text message or an email. So again, taking a step down, not, not advancing too aggressively towards them. And in this text message or email, you're essentially going to paint the picture of what it's going to be like when they do decide to start back up with you, okay? The last reason why people won't reply to you is because there's a lot of uncertainty and fear around what's gonna happen when they do. What's gonna, what's the plan gonna look like? What's that call gonna be like? It's gonna be really uncomfortable. I don't wanna make all these changes. I don't wanna have to restrict more. And a lot of their past conditioning is gonna come to the surface here based on what they had to do in the past that felt really gross in order to get back on track. Right? Maybe they have to slash their calories or give up all, all sugar or all these crazy protocols that they've tried and failed at many times. They're assuming that that's what this is going to be like. So we have to tell them that that's not what this is going to be like. So something as simple as, you know, hey, Becky, uh, Laura here one more time. I, I really want to respect the fact that you haven't replied. And so I assume you just need a little bit of space right now totally fine. Um, I just wanted to let you know that when you do feel ready to start back up, this is what it's going to look like. Step one, step two, step three. You know, first we're going to talk about what happened. You know, it's important that we do because if we don't, then the chances of it happening again are much, much higher. So I want to make sure you feel prepared to navigate a similar scenario in the future. And then next we're going to do this. And then next we're going to do this. Whatever protocol you uniquely use with your clients, that's what you're going to tell them is going to happen. So the fear of what ifs, the fear of the unknown dissolves and they're much more likely to reach out to you when they are ready. Okay. To wrap this up, I need you to understand again that this is not about you, right? If they're not replying, don't make it about you. Don't spin all these assumptions about what you're doing wrong. Instead, if you can hold this really uncomfortable, compassionate place for your client to move through whatever it is they're going through and trust that you'll be there to guide them through it when they do reach back out, you're going to move so much further forward with that client. They will be much more likely to reach back out to you when they're ready. Um, just set reminders in your calendar for every seven to 10 days if they don't reply to touch back in for a few times. And then after a few months, if they don't, just let them go, right? Touching back in is just a quick, hey, just wanted to see how you were doing, heart, right? It's nothing big, it's just a quick little, hey, I'm here if you need me. Hey, I care about you, reminders, okay? Very gentle, very welcoming and never aggressive. All right. I hope this makes a huge difference for you. And I hope this really pulls your people back into you a lot faster and a lot more effectively when they do move through these things and start to pull away from you or ghost you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. 
And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.